Hello and welcome back to the Create Me podcast with your host Ike Edlam. So yeah, um, it's been a little bit of a break since I last released an episode. But I'm really kind of chuffed with this episode. It's with local digital artist Natasha Faulkner. I've been kind of following Natasha for a while, so it was really cool to kind of get her on a podcast and just kind of catch up with her and to speak about her art and everything else in between. So yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode, and I'll catch up with you at the end as usual. All right, see you soon. So yeah, guys, welcome back to the Create Me Podcast. This is going to be episode 99. And today my guest is Natasha Faulkner. She is an artist based in Aberdeen. So yeah, Natasha, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast and, you know, sitting down with me where I kind of have a little ramble with yourself. Um, But yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, I can't remember when I started following you (laughs) as well. You know, I was trying to think about it today and be like, when did I start actually following her? It's random. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. So it's like kind of like I've always kind of drawn. It's kind of gone like in and out of it, but depending on like how busy I was with like kind of work and things as well. So I'm not, you know, someone who's actually went to art school ever or anything like that. Like I stopped after standard grade because I didn't like my art teacher after that. So I was just like, no, but I've always enjoyed doing it. However, my mum being mm. Thai, it's going to sound quite stereotypical. It's really like no art is definitely not a career like she really wants she was like I'm scared you're going to go into art or something because you know you're quite good at it and stuff but then you know it's like do science do you know medicine or those kind of things law would be okay as well so I don't know I mean I messed around for a bit then eventually I'll go back to uni do the right thing for my mom and stuff like go and study science I really enjoy it and I did my PhD as well in rice of all things and stuff too and she's super proud it's still her Facebook picture but obviously with that kind of like schedule it's kind of hard to kind of do things like consistently so that's what I'm trying to improve on now so obviously I've done like a few exhibitions and bits and pieces here and there I'd upload things kind of sporadically and then decided I'm going to focus on like posting like you know more art stuff and did that here and there and did the bits and pieces until basically when COVID like kind of happened and things as well so I worked at the university and my contract was coming to an end and normally with academia you find another contract you do something keep working mm-hmm. nothing at this point so I was kind of like oh dear what am I going to do but I mean I've always like you know like I said drawn I was getting kind of like more active doing that experimenting with digital art more and then I was kind of like posting things a lot more trying to like network and just talk to folk and get involved in a bit more things so then start picking up a bit more work here and there so I guess that's when I started to probably like engage with people a bit more and then people probably started following me at that point because there was one mm-hmm. point where I didn't really have much followers or not and I still very small but I didn't notice like a bit of a jump or something when I did start putting myself out there during lockdown kind of things because I needed something to do. I mean, I was like signing on basically. So I was like, no, I need to actually do something while there's like absolutely no jobs. And yeah, finding that I actually liked putting myself out there. I was always terrified of it. So yeah, I think just that was one good thing, I guess, about last year. Yeah, because I think I definitely probably started following you maybe a year or a couple of years before lockdown. And it must have been through that kind of... You know, I always say to people out with Aberdeen, like, you know, Aberdeen is like three degrees of separation because even outside of what this conversation, like we have mutual acquaintances as well, you know? So it's just like, it's kind of funny how that's what, like, you know, how Aberdeen is kind of like, it's almost like a small kind of like three steps away of connection or mutual friends or acquaintances, you know? But like, one thing I was definitely kind of like interested in, I said like, you know, you said that, you know, you had the kind of stereotypical kind of parent mom saying you should do this and do that and stuff like that. But obviously there's still been a massive drive for you in terms of actually kind of like art and your kind of creativity. And has that kind of been something that's always been with you from a young age? 
Oh yeah. I mean, that's basically what I've always done. It's just like my kind of number one hobby. My mom said I've always like kind of just drawing ever since I was little. And I just remember always doing it, always absolutely loving it. And not just drawing, you know, just experimenting with other things like, you know, sewing textiles. My mom, she's amazing at sewing and things. So like picking up things like that, all sorts of craft that is always going back to art, always going back to drawing and things as well. So I think it was one way that I could find, I could express myself because sometimes, even though I'm quite a chatty person, I thought it was quite hard to like, actually express myself the way that I'd want to come across but it's just easier to just get things out in a picture yes I definitely kind of get that impression through like um some like some of your art as well and you know obviously I, I kind of see on the Instagram a lot of it is like digital art that you kind of like put up there on like your feed but it's always kind of like this kind of really kind of dark sense of humor I get from it as well <laughs> that you're putting out there like a part of your personality is probably like a really dark sense of humor oh yeah it's pretty like atrocious I think a lot of the time or something so I'm a bit more toned down online and things as well and I mean I'm not going to be into that kind of like edgy humor or something like back from 2010s when you think about what some things that people used to say now but mm-hmm. I think I like to kind of poke fun at certain like kind of things that might happen in my life or something I guess I don't know I'm trying not to like tone police myself because I think mm-hmm. I do do that quite a lot and I think growing up you kind of do that and you're thinking like kind of scared of coming across too controversial but I still want to illustrate my point just to kind of like put it out there but then also for other people to relate to it and stuff as well because that's the thing I just felt like if I've gone through this maybe someone else has experienced it too so if I could just kind of draw mm-hmm. humor to it and maybe relate to other people I think that's one thing I'd like to achieve with like certain pieces that I've done, I guess. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think like just over the years now, conversations with people, like it definitely comes out about, you know, whatever somebody's kind of doing or making or creating, it's important to have that kind of wider kind of connection that it resonates with someone as well. And I definitely get that impression through like, you know, your work. I think even last year I've seen like, you know, you've commented on a lot of kind of things. We've had private conversations about like, you know, um, you know, like racism or like, you know, like even like the whole COVID kind of stuff last year as well. You know, I think it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely something I want to touch on with you. You mentioned it a bit like, you know, how COVID kind of changed a lot for you as well. But yeah, I think like having that kind of actually a platform to kind of just be yourself. So I think that's so important. Like especially from like the back end, back end of like last year, it's even kind of amplified that so much more actually that importance of individuality when you're actually creating your work as well. But yeah, like, you know, you mentioned before how like things kind of accelerated in terms of like during COVID in terms of actually your presence online in terms of social media, but also like for you said, like, obviously there's that period you kind of finished studying, but also like disemployment in general. Like how did you, how did you actually kind of navigate, navigate, the whole kind of pandemic. I'm very much interested in speaking to people now about how they navigated that, especially as an artist or creative. So that was quite weird because when I came into it, I mean, I was always, again, doing my art part-time kind of thing, but I was more like, I guess I was a full-time scientist and everything like that. So kind of going into it and obviously reading up on things, obviously from a, trying to understand it from a scientific way, kind of like risk assessing it, not even thinking that it would go as far as it would have and stuff like this, kind of like just thinking what the next steps and the things like that would be. But I guess, the way that things happened was kind of like totally unexpected it went on a bit further than what it would be and yeah just having to change the way like you know insecurity about jobs and stuff which I'd get anyway with like being an academic and stuff like that and like creative kind of things doing freelance work as well you know it is kind of like not always like stable anyway but that was such a massive shake-up it kind of made you like well it made me anyway reevaluate my priorities and like what do I actually really enjoy doing what do I want to do if things are unstable anyway would I rather be trying to like find other kind of work like this kind of thing that thing or would I rather be unstable doing something that I really want to do a lot more and do a bit more of that? So I think reevaluating that was kind of one thing. I mean, 
another thing was it's the, the quietness of it as well I mean obviously there's people in the news stuff but I actually quite like spending a lot of time by myself anyway I'm actually quite social too more social than I like to say to people I'm always like oh I'm anti-social I don't like you to see but yeah I do chat to folk a lot but because I live by myself I like to have that space and that time by myself and everything as well and then not going out not doing that things and I'm someone who like meditates very regularly and things as well so having that kind of just gives you more time to kind of reflect on things so more ideas from like artwork and doing things more kind of resilience to coping with it not to say that I haven't been affected by it because at the moment like I've been a bit stressed out from it so I've not been posting as much because I've been working in a commission doing other things and just a bit stressed of like okay I'm taking some me time at the moment as well and I'll get back to it but some things I'm like going to do soon but right now I was like well I guess it's more important just to kind of focus on myself and not beat yourself up about you know things because you know it's hard for everyone and you know we're all in this not together we're all on different levels of it together I can't say you know with all honesty we're all in it together because we've seen what the world is like and everything as well but knowing that everyone's kind of affected by something at the same time in a massive massive way I guess kind of makes it I don't know a bit easier to navigate I think for myself personally yeah no definitely and I 100% agree I think it actually like I think even like last year you know for a number of reasons it was like everyone had to kind of more or less you know tune in to what was kind of going in going on and actually kind of see actually what kind of world we're kind of living in I think we've obviously we've had you know if you don't mind me sharing we've had conversations about obviously on the back end of like you know like the BLM kind of movement and we've you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've both come, we've both come to a mutual agreement in conversations, you know, prior that this is these kind of issues that have always kind of been long-standing as well. Yeah. And I've never kind of, you know, and, and you know, and I know you've touched on it as well, and, and, and I think you kind of, you know, you've touched on that your experiences in growing up in like, you know, northeast of Scotland as well, and what that looked like and how people have kind of offered you or just kind of dismissed, you know, your your truth as well. And I, and I, and I hope that, you know, that has actually changed for you, uh, you know, more recently, you know, since like last year. And do you, how have you kind of navigated that as well? Because I think, you know, there was obviously a campaign at the start of the year, like Stop Asian Hate as well. And obviously you've had a lot of experiences, you know, and I've had a lot of kind of difficult experiences, but how have you kind of navigated that? And how do you kind of feel about that just now? What's kind of happening? And has, have you had a lot of awkward kind of conversations <laughs> with people in your circle? I think I've had some awkward conversations towards the beginning of things last year and I think some of them have been really productive and then other ones I've just had to kind of take a step back from and be like you know what we can't always change things but you remove yourself if you're going to get hurt and like you know by things but you're bringing up these experiences again your truth kind of thing it's hurting you know you're talking about something that's painful so when someone just dismisses that or anything like that and just like you know someone who'll never experience that as well trying to tell you how to feel about something it's something about that it's just like oh you can't you can't explain how that feels but it's just something that just doesn't sit well with you and you feel like you know I think you did an article about like racial gaslighting and stuff as well and it's just like that's exactly that kind of feeling you know when people are denying you know your what you've said what people are you know how you're feeling your perceptions of things as well as if you're kind of the one who's acting up and stuff as well so I think with these kind of things it's helped me connect with other people who maybe from a similar background and stuff as well I mean it's you've always got to talk to your friends circle and the people in it but actually reaching out to other people who are you know similar background like actually I'm not crazy other people are actually feeling the same way about that like Oh, so that because actually it was like something that happened last year as well before it wasn't last year it was it before that before lockdown anyways a workplace kind of thing and I brought in some food that my mom had made me and it was like a traditional drink bar which is basically jungle curry and it's like 
really spicy, like full of aromatic vegetables and stuff. And I'm vegetarian, so I don't even have fish sauce in it. But it just smelled like, you know, spice and all that. And having people just be like, yeah. that stinks. Or like, you, know, you shouldn't really be eating that here. And it's like, people eat colored skinks. People will eat all this other stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I was actually really upset because I was like, my mom made that. And that's something important to me mm-hmm. culturally. That's like my, my food. And I couldn't put a word in it until I spoke to like another person. And like, it was like a Nigerian girl. And she was just like, well, that's racist. And I was like, now you say that, yeah? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's how it feels, you know? Yeah. So I guess the, like, more of these things, people are more aware of microaggressions now, like across the spectrum mm-hmm. a bit more. People are still accepting them in different levels kind of thing. You know, there's more people who are willing to listen. And I've had good conversations with people who really want to learn mm-hmm. and really want to make the effort. Or, you know, they come to me and they've done like some research first, not expecting me to educate them on everything as like the ambassador, as the only person that they know or <laughs> something, you know. So <laughs> that's been a bit more, you know, better, I guess, because it is tiring and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. But then you still do get those kind of conversations or those things that still knock you back and like, you've completely missed the point or you've completely dismissed that or can I actually really talk to you or Mm -hmm. is my, you know, I'm someone you care about. Is my suffering less important than basically your comfort and your perception of people like you being a certain way kind of thing, Mm -hmm. rather just acknowledging things. So not personally victimizing people or blaming people kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. just like, this is what the kind of reality of things is. So can you just kind of just discuss it and kind of see how we yeah. can do an actual solution to it and things. So I think there has been good like discussions and things. I think it's nice to see more of like a movement for like Asian folk because it has felt like, you know, kind of isolating growing up where you kind of feel like, you know, there is like, you know, a community or something and you know people like moving through my mom and stuff and like other friends bits and pieces as well, people through university, but you don't feel like there's that much of a community compared to like, you know, especially like years and years ago, but, now it's definitely, I feel like people are more outspoken. They're actually wanting to connect together. We've got like, you know, like BC and stuff as well. And we saw Scotland and stuff as well. So they've been actually really good doing events and different kind of things. And like, sometimes I talk to them, get involved with certain things with them as well. So having that has actually been really, really refreshing. Like I can't even explain that it's been really, really good. But then also having good friends as well has been quite helpful, especially for the kind of tough conversations or when yeah. you're upset. And when you feel like, oh, someone's actually willing to listen and someone who's not like me who's willing to listen for once rather than being dismissed and then going to your other friends, you know, who are like basically from the same background as you or whatever. And I was like, they'll sympathize, but no one else will. <laughs> so it's just like, it's like us and them, like, you don't want to be like that, you know? Yeah. I know this, this, is, this is the kind of thing, like, you know, um, someone dropped me like a DM on my platform on We Are Here Scotland and, you know, and they kind of, more that's kind of just asked me. I didn't reply to it because I just wasn't in the headspace to like, you know, whether I was kind of like in igniting or wanting to start like a race war kind of thing. And I just didn't want to, as a person of colour, and I just didn't want to kind of get into that kind of conversation because I'd, I'd like to think that, you know, sharing my truth or kind of speaking out on certain kind of issues that I wouldn't have to kind of take that this defensive stance. So I kind of thought, well, I'm not going to engage with that, you know? Like, okay. and, and, and kind of touching on what you said, like, it's almost kind of like, you know, you've also almost sometimes you have to kind of like pick your battles and be like, right, you know, that you have to be so hyper-vigilant to the tone of the room and how you come across yeah. as well, you know? So like, you, you know, so yeah, it's, it's those things are a challenge, but I'm glad, you know, to hear that obviously, you know, you're finding that kind of space or to to have that kind of a tight-knit circle of friends where you can actually open up and speak to, that's so important. And one thing I definitely kind of want to touch on is, on is also is like your work. And I definitely see, obviously, the cultural influence, the Thai influence, 
in your work as well. And, and I guess that's kind of very important to you as well. Yeah, so I've always loved kind of Thai art anyway since I was young. And like, you know, sometimes visiting temples in Thailand and things and Lai Thai, like the traditional Thai art, like their line work. And it's so intricate and so beautiful. And I love like a good strong like line anyway. I, I'm all really about like line work and do like that as well. But then, you know, it's like a colourful place and like, you know, all these kind of things as well. with Nice like paintings, nice materials, all these kind of stuff. And I think especially with a lot of Asian art, when you see it, it's always like Japanese art or sometimes like Chinese art that seems to be popular. And then a lot of people are very much influenced by Japanese art. And I'm like, I love anime. I love like, you know, like ukiyo-e paintings. I like really, really love Japanese art. But I'm like, Thai art is amazing too. And I think I want to kind of showcase that, but then also with my own kind of twist and then also, you know, the kind of growing up in Scotland being like that, but then also the kind of Thai heritage and kind of like how it can be modernized and things as well. It's not just like traditional art. And that's just what I like to kind of play around with too. So yeah, and because yeah. like Thai art as well draws on a lot of mythology, like Buddhist mythology and creatures are kind of like shared with like, you know, Hinduism and stuff as well, like the Naga and stuff like that too. So it's just, I love these kind of things as well and incorporating like maybe elements from that because I think it can work into that kind of weird style and stuff as well. Some of them can be like, some of the mythical creatures can look quite scary or something like that as well. Yeah. And I like doing things that look a bit strange, a bit scary, but also quite fun and stuff too. And what I like was I did that, yeah, basically some of them can be good some of them can be bad but they all look kind of like horrible or evil and kind of things but they look like that because sometimes they're supposed to scare away bad spirits and things and look after people as well so they're not actually bad okay. and stuff as well so it's kind of like i like that and i like the fact it's not so yeah black and white with kind of like mythology and stuff so yeah no, and that's awesome i kind of see like yeah <laughs> i definitely see that um 90s influence in your work as well like i feel like there's a big kind of 90s kind of influence in that and i, I kind of totally kind of like get that and connect with that because we can like i'm assuming you're probably born in like was it like the 80s 87 yeah okay. I'm young. Right, right. <laughs> i get id'd all the time though but yeah. like no. constantly <laughs> So now I'm past, I'm going to be 40 this year, so I'm past the ID in the phase. But definitely I kind of seen that, I was thinking like, this person definitely grew up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> you know, a yeah. lot of 90s kind of stuff as well. So like, well, yeah, and I think that's really kind of cool as well, like, because also you kind of created your own style. I think that's so important, especially when you're being like an artist or creative, that you're able to kind of create your own style. But yet, like, there are people... I guess you follow you and be like totally connected and get it and be like, oh yeah, that reminds me of this and that and the colours that you use as well. Like I think they're really, very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, normally people see me around Aberdeen. I'm always wearing random, really brightly coloured clothes anyway, so I'm pretty easy to spot out. So I just, I think growing up in Aberdeen and it being so grey a lot of the time, I've just always been drawn to like really bright colours. It's like, I just need something. It's like, I don't know, something refreshing for the eyes or something like that as well. So yeah, so yeah. all the stuff I'm kind of influenced by. It's funny you like mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I've got, a, like, I don't really see here, but I've got a deformed finger basically. And I was looking okay. for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles under a manhole when I was a kid and yeah that smashed on it so my finger is like Ow. completely it looks like et's finger now basically but, <laughs> but no it doesn't affect me drawing or anything anyway but it was just yeah i was obsessed with teenage mutant ninja turtles you know mm. i loved pokemon when it came out and things and having it on tv before like you know a little bit before my friends and stuff as well as like a lot of the things that came out in the 90s, like Tamagotchis, like Furbies, those kind of like fun things. I think a lot of stuff from, yeah, because like liking Doraemon and other things that, you know, were popular in Thailand and things as well. And like watching some of that and going over to visit family. So a lot of that kind of anime influence. I had that a little bit earlier than when anime started to get a bit more popular when I was in secondary school. I mean, it's never like super, super popular. But for me, it's like, well, at least it was known on and shown on like 
Fox Kids or something back then and like Toonami and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's quite cool and something that I was quite proud of. I was like, well, these are cartoons and things coming from that side of the world or something as well. So it's like, oh, this is actually really like, you know, cool for me or something because normally everything's like European or American or something like that. So actually seeing something getting mm-hmm. so popular coming from like, you know, Asia, especially because like, I kind of got exposed to going to Thailand visiting family or from that kind of thing anyway. So yeah, I got really, really into that. So yeah, definitely Pokemon and things like will kind of feature in work as well, like Akira <laughs> and stuff, loving some of that kind of things as well. Like um, Ghost of the Shell, Appleseed, a few of like kind of like, yeah, a lot of the, well, Hayao Miyazaki, like Ghibli films and stuff as well. I mean, there's another Ghibli film that I've watched, which isn't him, which is the really depressing one, Grave of the Fireflies. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It's worth a watch, but okay. you'll never want to watch it again after it because it's actually <laughs> so depressing. I mean, the artwork oh. in it is actually really beautiful. Again, mm-hmm. it's just like so like ethereal and it's really nice, but it's about World War Two and it's like mm-hmm. two children just devastated World War Two. I think it was like after like an atomic bomb and stuff as well. So it's just, it just, I don't know, gut punches you each and every way. So it's just like, there's no respite. She <laughs> <laughs> needs kind of like, a watch, chill out like, period. Like, You've got to be in the headspace for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll check that out as well, but I'll probably, I'll, I'll, I'll take a note about saying, yeah, you probably need a, like, a fun-filled comedy after that or something, you know, to go and pick myself back up. But I was going to, oh, I was wondering I as well, like, so what did, I was going to, I was going to ask you as well, like, what does your mum think of like your kind of creative outlet and stuff? What, what's her kind of opinion She's- being there? coming around to it a lot more now as like she's a mellowed out like you know being like older and stuff now so that's one thing it's like drastic change from when she was young and then now and it's funny because me and her are actually quite similar as well so I'm like oh geez but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she yeah, is so I think she's saying okay well you can do a bit of it or maybe once you like reach this point in your career maybe you can pursue art or maybe once you've retired you can do that and it was always something like that until she's mm-hmm. seen more and more especially me now being like I really need to do this more and it's something that I'm really passionate and driven to do and then she's seen how driven I am for like certain things and like investing it in more like buying like you know like tabs or equipment or something like that and she's like wow you're actually putting like everything into it so she's like oh and I, you know she does like my drawings she does like it before she's kind of make fun of it and just be like they're good but your subject matter is always strange or why do you do something horrible like this why don't you draw something pretty or nice or something you know that kind of thing whereas now like she's like okay she's quite proud of it now she's like okay well if you can do this I think now that I've had my PhD basically she's like you can do whatever you like now you've got your PhD you know what you're an adult now you're free you know you've got that I can like flex with all my friends now well I said yeah I think that's the thing isn't it when you can get that there from the I totally get that that kind of cultural kind of perspective thing because any kind you kind of like obviously like if you level up in your life personally professionally it's like you know the parents are always on the phone to like family members back home or wherever you're from and that, you know, like just bigging you up. So it's good to have like your, your own little personal cheerleader as well. Um, I know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. There's one time she even like brought me up to like, I don't know, someone she met. It's like, this is my oldest daughter, the doctor. I was like, I'm not a medical doctor. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this pipe down, like, you know, so like, you are a doctor. <laughs> that's brilliant man that's awesome but I was going to say as well like you obviously like last year uh, you and a number of other local artists well used as part of the campaign for the pig's wings and I think they did like a a number of like kind of t-shirts and stuff wasn't it yeah how did that kind of come about did they kind of just get in touch with you 
Well, I started following them because actually because I love food basically, and I actually started following them because I saw that they put some stuff on the menus, like some mm. like vegan veggie stuff, and I was like, oh wow, and it looked really fine because I'm I don't drink, but I spend all my money on basically food, and I love eating out or getting takeaways, and I probably order from delivery much more than I like to admit multiple times a week kind of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw their food and it looked really really like I got to try this basically. So I started following them like okay, I want to come and try this because it's like a, a veggie hot dog or something like this and don't get enough hot dogs basically. So I'm like, oh yes, yeah, so I've got pickles and all this other stuff as well. So I'm like I've got to go and try it and stuff. And then they followed me back and then got in touch because they actually really liked my work and stuff. And I was like, oh decent. So and I liked it because they gave like kind of like free reign with it as well. They're really like kind of like cool with like kind of ideas and stuff. They've been really quite supportive with like art and stuff as well. So it was really good working with them and stuff done like some other like you know sold another piece of work to them as well like one of the guys there and like you know done a commission and stuff too and it was a super fun one like I mean it was probably one of the fastest projects I got out because I enjoyed doing it so much as well like that was the thing I had like ideas and I was just like right I'm really keen for that as well so yeah it kind of just came about just randomly I think just from me being hungry and checking out more food <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a cool kind of like a random opportunity, but it's kind of led to something else as well. And I'm I'm, I'm sure that's led led to you getting more kind of commissions as well. But like for yourself, like obviously, you know, you have like the day job in terms of actually your like you know your art. But you know, obviously, there's a deep real like rooted passion there. Like, where would you like to kind of take your work in the future in like the coming years or months? Well, I'd like to keep doing more commissions and stuff as well. I mean, I would like to start doing things like a bit more like doing some merch and stuff as well. Definitely like more stickers and things, but I want to like do like some t-shirt designs. So I think a lot of the stuff I do with like some of the kind of like wild kind of like colors and things would be like quite fun for like more t-shirts and other bits and pieces. I wouldn't mind like doing collabs with like other people and stuff like that as well, just because it's like quite good to get something going because when you're with someone else doing something, it's like kind of throwing ideas off each other or doing something a bit more like that as well. I mean... I've had like, you know, pop-up exhibitions and bits and pieces that I've done like over this time as well. I've taken on some commissions quite funnily with people that I used to work with at the university. So I've just finished a commission and it's for like a knowledge exchange pro- like program with um, the university from Folk of the Rabbit that I used to work with and stuff as well. And it's just for the kind of sustainability of like hemp, because like using hemp for like, you know, growing in like Scotland because you know you can use it for so many things and it just you know it's just so much better like you know for the environment and stuff as well so drawing that was actually really good fun and like kind of like actually kind of getting the scientific side with my artistic side because I've always tried to keep them quite separate or have separate things so and I have like potentially more work kind of from another kind of person that I used to work with and stuff like that as well so yeah, I'd like to kind of keep going with that. I always think I should start to do a bit more, but I'm not sure if I should start, like, you know, maybe it's like streaming certain things, like, you know, drawing kind of stuff as well, or trying, like, make some videos or things. I actually want to do animation. That's one thing. But seeing as I'm self-taught and doing all these things, it takes a bit of time. So I wouldn't mind yeah. finding yeah. a distance course or something in something like animation or something like that as well. Because I'd love to just make little cartoons or, like, do, like, more, if I had more time, especially. Because I used to also do a lot of pixel art when I was younger, like, before, like, I did any, like, digital art because I didn't have the materials for it I just like drew but then it's like well I have MS paint and this is like <laughs> because I was a total nerd like when I was like maybe like 11 12 years old and this is like early internet or something so this is like 1998 or something like this or whatever and I was yeah. like making like yeah. crap geocities websites and things like this as well but then like you can't draw MS Paint with a mouse and stuff like that and there's like deviant art on the go and stuff like this as well so yeah I'd like make those little sprites and just spend ages at my dad's house on the weekend or something just on his computer he didn't have to like look after me he could like watch whatever he wanted to. I just sat on the computer in there for about 
I don't know why he let me sit on there for 12 hours now that I think about it. I was actually, that's why I got so much done, especially with the pixel art and stuff, because it's just like dot by dot and you have to do it. And it was actually like really relaxing doing. And it was just quite nice that I could actually make something that didn't look like rubbish, basically, on Microsoft Paint, because I didn't have other software. I mean, my dad started getting more stuff because he did like, you know, photography and things as a hobby and things as well. So we had photo editing software, but without a graphics tablet, yeah, <laughs> you can make some it's ugly a, looking things. Just not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard graph, and then when you're doing it like on a bare bones kind of level, as well. But I know. I, but I think as well, like you know, over the years I've seen like Aberdeen as a city in terms of actually art and creativity. There's been like a major change, and I think obviously like last year, I think a lot of there's been a lot of like amplifying of people within the kind of scene, if people kind of see it that way, that, you know, it's been really good to kind of see you kind of get your props and stuff as well and people starting to kind of work with you or you get kind of commissions. I kind of feel like the landscape of Aberdeen, it needs to kind of change possibly. It needs to kind of actually embrace people that are not a part of the set groups, what we expect to kind of put something out there as well. So I'm really chuffed that also you're getting your opportunity as well and, you know, and, and long may it continue, you know, as That's well. That's what I'm hoping as well. Yeah, no, no, definitely, absolutely. I think, you know, like, it's good that, you know, I think, I think especially as well, like, like I said before, like, you know, happening, it's like three degrees of separation that I've, I noticed for me, any kind of creative or opportunities or freelance things I've done, it's kind of led to, I've done something and somebody might have been there or somebody knows the person who's organised this and stuff as well. And I think, even though I'm saying like three degrees of separation, I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I'm saying that ah, nah, it's actually a really cool thing. At least yeah. quite really kind of like, almost kind of like immediate kind of opportunities as well. And, you know, and different kind of, and different kind of audience as well for people to kind of actually see, you know, your art and, you know, and what you're doing. But, um, you know, like before we wrap up, like where can like the listeners kind of kind of find your work and stuff so i do have my instagram obviously which is like instagram and then hakuna natasha what well, hakuna underscore natasha is my yeah handle but then i am in the process of making my website so it's haku-art.com i didn't want to go for hakuna natasha on that again because basically i didn't want to risk copyright or things because i came i didn't come up with this name myself this isn't something i got called as a child once and i'm not very good at coming up with names i'm more of a pictures and words person so when someone came up and called me hakuna natasha once that's always stuck in my head and like that was actually quite clever and i'm not upset about this yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's where i can be found Brilliant. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Natasha, for coming on, you know, and being episode 99 of the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, guys, go and check out, you know, Natasha's um, Instagram page um, account. It's really like, I think you'll get like, you know, there's some really, obviously, important political kind of stuff, but it's always done in a, uh, like, it's done in a very kind of funny, tongue-in-cheek, humorous way. So I definitely kind of really appreciate you doing your thing. And yeah, like, thank you. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been great having a chat with you, finally. No worries. So that was my conversation with Natasha Faulkner. I want to thank Natasha for taking the time out and coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us all. Definitely much appreciated. I really enjoyed catching up with Natasha, especially when you kind of think about the importance of identity and culture and how that influences one's work. And so it's really important to kind of have that space and time to kind of reflect on that. And yeah, you know, guys, I'll be back at some point, maybe late August, early September with a couple of new episodes. I'm actually on a little kind of holiday now, like a couple of weeks off from work. and 
going to be down in England, um, going out to the Lake District with my family, just have a little staycation. Nothing else you can really do in a pandemic. So yeah, guys, um, hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll catch up with you soon. All right, take care for now.